All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose, 877-37-GRIND. Just sticking a couple notes uh, with the NBA before we move on to the pigskin and just responding to a couple more of your Facebook Live questions. Adam Martinez is checking in. Calvin, if the Spurs trade back into the lottery, should they go for a big or a PG if available? Speaking of point guard. Um... Good question, Adam. I would say that if they trade back into the lottery, which I would be considered top 10, in my opinion, or let's just say, is it top 15 fair? Is that considered to a lottery top 15? Yeah, that's what, that's one of the reasons why I had that set as my over-under okay. for the trades in the top 15. Okay, that's so, lottery territory. Okay, so let's say if they do trade in the top 15, not necessarily top 10, um, if I had to pick right now, yeah, I would be looking for them to try to see if get another big. I mean, because I just feel like they've got to plot their guards here. And if you're not talking about Scoot, what's the point that basically add another guard? I know a lot of people like Jazz and a lot of other people are not high on Trey Jones. I get it. I, I really want to see him with a player caliber of, you know, Wimby, you know, in his second year or something like that. Um, not saying Trey's going to be a spur for life or for a spur for life, but I think he's earned the right to keep going. So. It just depends. I mean, and, and again, like I said in the opening, Adam, if they do trade in the back in the lottery, somebody's going from this team, Young Buck. Is it Keldon? Is it because uh, you got to really look like who is the value on this team that could go in a trade to let somebody get you back in the top 15? Because, look, the Spurs have put a lot, uh, you know, they've got a lot of, I should say, kids scattered across the front offices of that and what i mean like their children meaning they're grown men but they raised them here in san antonio so they've got a lot of connections but make no mistake about it i don't see anybody making it easy on brian wright or rc or pop who's ever working the phones to get back in the 15th especially after you are winning a lottery to take what could be what most people think a generational talent Okay, that is that's the reason why I wouldn't hold my breath. I think they should try it. I mean, you got all these picks, and what do you? I mean, what do you got to lose? I think you should try it. If you can walk away with maybe two cornerstones out of this draft, being Wimby, and then getting somebody at ten to twelve that can go along there. Now you're talking. Now, now we're talking in regards to that. But I'm not gonna hold my breath for it. Because um, again, I hope there is fireworks tomorrow. But I told Jonas yesterday on the show, you can go check the podcast. But I've heard a lot of hype about trades happening on draft, and you sit there, and the only thing hype is going is that uh, Wojo is spoiling the draft for everybody five minutes before the pick is coming to hear you with the port. Yeah, like come on, man, control your guy, four letter network. What do you got? I mean, the the reports that we heard before again, it's just as we're on the eve of of the draft. Um, we had heard before that the Spurs were entertaining, you know, the concept and, and, and shopping around to try to move, potentially move back into the first round. Um, and the reports at the time were that it would be for a guard, uh, Trey Jones, the team has an option on him this summer. Um, they're expected to execute that again per all reports. So whether he would be back as a backup or the, the starter the, or just the incumbent starter, 
to prepare somebody else for that role. But then there's also something for Spurs fans to not completely overlook, and that's the fact that last year you drafted two guards after taking Jeremy Sohan in the lottery. You brought in Blake Wesley, and you brought in Malachi Branham. Um, Good point. You know, so those are two guys that, that shined. Uh, when you talk about all-rookie team, uh, Malachi Branham did receive votes. He didn't make second team like Jeremy Sohan did, um, but he did give votes. Again, he's more of a two-guard instead of a one-guard, but we're in a positionless basketball. You have, you're have you talking about potentially adding a seven-foot-five guy that can also bring the ball up the court so right. you know if you're just trying to find a spot for shooters so i wouldn't be so quick to you know just quickly sell off of that but the spurs do have pieces uh, that are movable because they're young they're untapped potential um and even jake fisher again writing the other day and it's been out there multiple people uh linking and, and talked about this at the time last year the Keldon johnson contract is very team friendly for who for the Spurs or whoever were to acquire him, it's front loaded, so you have the opportunity to match money now, and it's a it's a, a descaling contract over the next two three years. So that means that the value goes down. So that whoever were to, whoever was to acquire him or the Spurs, you do have more cap freedom in the back end of that. Or if you just wanted to release him at some point, um, and he has again a lot of upside. Team USA, we know he got all that run for his gold medal. Um, you know, we flashed it all around town, and that he's a guy who, while undersized for his position, and as his entire time in San Antonio has been playing out of position, they've been playing him as a three-four, sometimes a small ball five, uh, a small rotation five. When he's really more of a two-three, you know, maybe a small four. Um, but he plays with a lot of heart, a lot of energy. I compare him to, again, Draymond Green, who's only 6'6", 6'7", and plays a center position. But when you have a motor like that and desire and drive, uh, that can sometimes you know, take a player and, and allow them to do things in the paint that they shouldn't be allowed to do. Well said. I mean, you gave some good insight to kind of piggyback on the question that Adam was talking or asking, but this is my thing. I, and again, you, you, you brought up some people that pretty much maybe even slipped my mind that they were, you know, on young, but on the verge, but I still say, in my opinion, the Spurs need to get bigger. They, the priority needs to be getting bigger before small. That's why I believe, and my answer would be to you, Adam, is that if they do move back up, it needs to be another big. They need to get bigger. I mean, if you go go look at the team, look how much length and girth and big that the team that just won the championship did with the Nuggets. I mean, when you talk about a size, I mean, that's the, the to me, they need to get bigger. Okay, I think they have enough guards and enough you know, potential to work. Because, again, I will repeat, they are going to, in my opinion, Wimby, probably off his talent alone, is probably going to win 10 more games just off of that. Okay? You would like to think if Pop really loves this young team and they've been molded, they've been growing. Cause it, and I guarantee you, if he stays on the coach, which I think he's going to coach, I'm expecting him to coach them a lot harder this year. And that's one thing PJ touched on, like, well, you know, he's going to know when to back off Wimby and when to go. Well, we'll see because this is a different generation and Pop is getting the ain't no spring chicken. But I think he has showed that he's changed over the years. And I think he's realistic where the franchise is at and where these guys are at. So my opinion is in moving and we can move forward to talk about some of these other rumors. But even with Wimby, man, this team you know, and they could maybe they've got the money if they want to go ahead and add a veteran, which I don't know if I really feel like that's necessary. But if they want to do that, just to say, hey, we want to be competitive. We want to go because I will tell you, if they add a veteran, if they spend some money on a veteran, 
whether that's Van Fleet, whether that's whoever the case may be, and they get they throw some money at somebody, that will let you know, like, look, we're trying to make a playoff push. But if they don't do that, even with Wimby, this team is still going to be, in my opinion, a lottery team next year, which is not a bad thing, you know? Because I think in Wimby's year, the, his third year is really when it's going to be like, okay, what's up? Because by that time, you're looking at really – Again, that's why I said it a week ago during the finals. You're really looking at the team to really be chasing, and I'll never throw dirt as long as Steve, Steph, and they're over there. But the truth of the matter is you're really tangling, and you're tangling, and in this conference, speaking of the West, you're chasing Denver still. And by that time, you're wondering, like, okay, Denver's this veteran team. They've done it. They've been to another Western Conference Finals. They've been to another Finals. I don't know. But the reality is I think in Wimby's third year is really when it's going to be like, all right, where does this team – now you're talking about maybe a fourth seed, a third seed, or if he's really that guy, you're talking about a top seed in the West. We'll see, but patience. 877-37-RIDE. Okay, before we leave the NBA, um, there's reports out there that – there are some executives in the league, in the NBA, that believe that the Clippers are gauging the value of Paul George. Now, translation, when I read that and I see that, that means that pretty much they have taken calls and they have put out calls about what if we would make Paul George available. That's what that means. Does it mean necessarily that they're going to trade him? No, it doesn't. But does it mean that they are making, when you say checking the value, that means like, hey, we're taking calls. And not only that, we're also maybe making calls to see what we can get for Paul. All right. Now, you've got another interesting or there's another interesting report that has developed here in the last hour or so in regards to the Clippers and, and what they might be in talks with or what's going on. Share that with us. Yeah, uh, and I've got two notes on this as this continues to develop. So right before we came on here today, Shams uh, tweeting sources say the Wizards, Celtics, and Clippers are in strong talks on a trade that would send Kristaps Porzingis to Boston, Marcus Morris and draft compensation to Washington, and Malcolm Brogdon, of course, the reigning sixth man of the year. Uh, to Los Angeles, the Clippers. Uh, sides are still working through details and Porzingis' $36 million player option. Uh, just coming down my feed on Twitter, again, our guy, we know he's connected, Jake Fisher. Uh, here He's hearing Danilo Gar- Gallinari is being included in that developing trade talks um, with Gallinari on track to head to the Wizards. Um, no mention of Paul George in there and no mention of Chris Paul. Uh, of course, Chris Paul on the Wizards. I still anticipate the Wizards are going to buy Chris Paul out. Um, there's no reason for the Wizards to keep Chris Paul. There's no reason for Chris Paul. I mean, hell, Brad, uh, Bradley Bill stayed around four years too long, three years too long. Uh, they need to do a rebuild. They're, Washington Wizards is not a free agent destination. I know there was rumors years ago uh, when we were going through this with KD. You know, KD's from that area. People thought KD was going to go back to the Wizards and play. That didn't happen. Other than any rumors like that, the Wizards are not a free Free agent destination. So to me, there makes no sense for even ownership. It ain't about ticket sales. It ain't about nothing. They're going to buy Chris Paul out, in my opinion. So and when that happens, it just comes down to um, what Chris Paul wants to choose. And he's going to play cheap. It's going to be a very cheap, cheap deal. He's made enough money. And it's going to be with either his former old team, the Clippers, or it's going to be with the Lakers. Okay. And I damn sure wouldn't be surprised if you see an offseason that adds 
a Chris Paul and a Draymond Green to L.A. Okay, that's just reality. I, I think I think, you know, because part of this to me with Draymond and we didn't make a big deal about it because we just, you know, moved on. Yeah, he opted out of the twenty seven point five, whatever it is. I think part of this is Draymond wants to stroke his ego and feel like. How important am I? I mean, Draymond could have no – it's hard to – when you won multiple championships and you've been part of a dynasty run and you don't believe it's done – I mean, you heard the way Draymond talked after they got eliminated. It's going to be very hard. Even though he's over there in Paris or France with LeBron, it's going to be very hard to get him to leave the Golden State Warriors if the Warriors want – this is just the Warriors saying, hey, we want you, but we can't have you at that price. And that's from ownership. They know the value of Draymond, but that luxury tax, that new deal that's kicking in is going to kick these owners. I, I'm gonna, I should call it the Golden State Warriors rule. That's what I should call I love naming rules. It's the Golden State Warriors rule because they just feel like, hey, we, we down here in tech country. We got big. We playing daddy wall bucks. We'll play that ticket. That ain't nothing. That's chump change. NBA had to go back and find something out to do with it. Because you realize if Draymond, if he doesn't opt out, and the Warriors make no move. Do you understand their payroll between those plays? They would be looking at $410 million, I think I saw somewhere, ballpark. Oof, that's taxing. Some high juice. Also, NBA theme, sticking to the NBA side of things. Um, what else do we have? Kyle Kuzma has the uh, declined his option as well of 13 million player option with the Wizards. See, he's he's leaving the Wizards. I, I think, you know, Kyle Kuzma would definitely be a help to a contender. Um, in my opinion, he's had some maturity issues over the years. He, he He's more, you know, concerned with his outfits by making the NBA fashion runway notoriety than he is more than anything else. But I think he's slowly trying to mature, but I think that he's not somebody that would spend a lot of money or I think could demand a lot of money in free agency. But I do think that he would be a good addition uh, to a contender. Well, no, San Antonio, I wouldn't want Kyle Kuzma down here with this young team because Kyle is one of those guys I talk about. You got to keep him away from this locker room. You got to let Wimby be the man. And that's just the reality of it. So we'll see, man. We'll get more into it. We'll probably have some day trades tomorrow. There'll probably be something goes down tonight or either early in the morning before we even get to draft. And if Jonas is right, maybe there's a lot of movement that we'll have to talk about when we come in here on Friday after the uh, draft as well. Uh, but I will say, leaving this, I said it yesterday. I'm probably the only one in this region talking like this, but I'm telling you, I am very interested to see how this organization is going to handle a guy like Wimby, they have never done this before. Yes, they've had this is the third time they've had the number one pick. I'm sorry, Dave and Tim, four years at Wake Forest. The whole thing was all oh, Boston, Boston. Yeah, people knew Tim was going to be number one, whatever. The hype that is nationally, the hype that is surrounded. I mean, Tim didn't show up and nobody throw no first pitch. Nobody, I mean, this is different. First of all, I can't even remember the last number one overall pick in the NBA who's been out to throw a first pitch anywhere. Good morning, America. Do the Spurs tame him in and say, hey, man, this is how we do things down here on East Houston? Or do they just give him free and let him go? Okay. I just don't want too many cooks in the kitchen, man. I know Timmy, the GOAT. Greatest power forward, everything, better shape now than he was even his last two years. Tim looked like he still go get 25 and 15 if he needed to. Tim, I don't need Tony. Hey, come on, man. Remember when you little kid? Like Manu coming in. Hey, don't forget about me. Then pop too many kicks in the kitchen, man. This is different. 
Don't ruin this one. Because remember, pretty soon, coming down your ticker, Wimby's to deal with clutch sports. And be like, well, I'll be damned. Which, shout out to them guys. Hey, Phil, the posse. Clutch sports, Maverick Carter, biggest agent in NBA, has the most roster. Credit to them. No, no college degree for agency, nothing. Straight out of high school, LeBron said, I'm going to put my faith in these guys. They've got the biggest agency firm in the NBA. And I don't think they stopped in the NBA. They're probably trying to get over this NFL deal as well, too. So we'll get more into NBA talk tomorrow as we get ready for the draft uh, tomorrow. Um, also, uh, some other things I want to get into when we get back. The NFL side of things is starting to get interesting. You know, we're done with the mandatory mini, uh, mini camps now. Pretty much is the getting ready for the training camps. But I want to revisit. We've got Tyreek Hill in trouble. Um, I also want to reiterate my point on Sonny Michelle, and we've got some other things doing. Wimbledon is trying to reach out to Zarina. I've got my thoughts on that. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Spin of the One and Twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. All right, we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. All right, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pilden Whiskey. All right, keep in mind, Pilden Whiskey is an oak barrel whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glacier-fed spring waters added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Penland Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste and a rich, complex flavor. That is Penland Whiskey, 
also specifically created to collaborate the bold spirit of independence and hard work ethic of American Cowboy and Cowgirl. That is Penland Whiskey, which is official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association and its official whiskey, the professional bull riding tour, the Velocity Tour. That is Penland Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right. So, keeping it moving as we transition a little bit from basketball to the hardwood to the NFL. Um, the big story in the NFL that is circulating uh, today uh, and started really late last night evening it broke is that Tyreek Hill, the wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins, uh, has found himself into some legal trouble, okay, being accused of uh, assault, all right? Um, and I'm hearing that this is... Um, an assault in a Miami. Where was this at in Miami? At a club? Or where, what is it? Uh, no. Uh, so, according to Local 10 News mm-hmm. in Miami, um, they received a tip around 6 o'clock on Sunday mm-hmm. that Tyreek Hill got into some kind of a disagreement with an employee of a charter company based at Hall Over Marina uh, that apparently ended up, ended up with Tyreek hitting the man. Um, you know, we've seen videos of... Tyreek, you know, Drew, Drew Rosenhaus, his agent, shared that they were out there together. Tyreek Hill and Drew Rosenhaus. <clears throat> Sharks involved, harpoon, you know, tar, uh, tarpons involved, stuff like that. Uh, you know, fishing out there on a trip. Right. And, um, so this allegedly was in that kind of uh, setting. In that setting, yeah. So he's being accused of striking a man, right? In the face hitting, hitting the marina worker. And we don't know what this was over, what dispute this was over, or what this was something said. We just don't know the details of quite yet what this is about, right? Uh, correct. I mean, it's okay. still working. Well, the point is, this will be a theme for this summer. Um, you know, people that haven't been with me that long yet, some of the new marches, you'll get an understanding that sometimes I can be repetitive when I get to certain themes. And this is one of them. And I've said it before. It's nothing new. But I'll say, look, you can't win it in june july and august but you can cost your team and you damn sure can lose it with an opportunity for a lombardi trophy a division title or playoff he's you know he's coming off of still a good season you know starting quarterback dealt with uh, health problems speaking of tua i think when tua was healthy um that they were probably one of the best offenses in the league i, I really like mcdaniel's play calling early on uh but look tyreek you know um he wanted to get paid. You know, he left Kansas City. Uh, you know, um, ACU's always, she always tries to, you know, every time that they see Kansas City on AC always, or Tyree, oh, yeah, they really missed him. They really need him. I'm like, look, they won the Super Bowl. They still miss Tyree, man. They still ain't as dominate dominate without Tyree. They were they were pretty much a stop with Tyree. Now you got a shot, okay? But he didn't want, he, he wanted to get his money. And again, you know, it is it's difficult for most athletes okay and i'll just keep it real man it's it's really our culture this is the black culture okay let me just keep it keep it 100 as the uh youngsters say in our culture it's very hard for a young rich athlete to basically play in miami 
I don't care. It takes a lot of discipline. And, you know, the reason why I think Miami, the Heat, you know, the reason why I think they get away with it, most of their players, and you really don't hear too much of the players, because I really do believe it's the leadership and the culture of Pat Riley and Spo. They let it be known, like, if this is a free agent or when we draft you, we're going to let you know and give you head time of the pitfalls of playing in Miami on South Beach. I just think it's so many distractions down there. It, it's about money, okay? The whole city was built off of cocaine money. All right. Y'all thought it was just about Scarver. Y'all thought that was a joke. Nah, man, they were really it was really stuff popping on the banana boats. OK, they're all them skyscrapers. It was a different like America don't want to really talk about it, knowledge. It, but if you watch things like cocaine cowboys, you watch all that, you'll get educated. Miami was created off of cocaine, the white stuff. OK. All right. So when you have all that down there, clubs, club lit, it is hard when you got money and it's not really an object of this. You find yourself in situations. I'm really interested to see the details of this, because if you're out on a boat and you're out fishing and you're deep sea fishing or you're fishing for marlin, you're fishing for whatever. What possibly could be going on popping off on a boat that you got to punch somebody that's pretty much is responsible for keeping your ass safe and getting you back to shore? Whatever this man's job was on the boat or this worker. Um, and, and this is so just let me make sure I heard this correct. So you're telling me that Drew Rose, his agent was with him on this when this particular incident happened. Yeah, and from the local 10 News story, uh, they reached out to Rosenhaus and his team several times yesterday, but hadn't heard back from them uh, as of the story's publishing, and they've updated the story today, and there's still no uh, mention that Rosenhaus has replied. Um, and then the, the, the only thing that we do have as far as a statement, the Miami Dolphins said, the copy-paste response, we are aware of the situation and have been in contact with Tyreek, his representatives, and the NFL. We will reserve further comment at this time. Well, now, depending on the severity of this and depending on, you know, the details or how damaged this person is, because for the last I heard that this individual has yet and declined first. He could go back once he starts getting these ambulance chasers calling him like, hey, man, who punched you? He didn't want to press charges. And from what I've heard, he hasn't pressed charges yet. But like I said, when you have these ambulance chasers, which are these lawyers that call up and say, hey, man, you know how much you can get for a punch in the face from Tyreek Hill? I think you need to go see a doctor. See, this is just what and, and you know, all joking aside, when you're that figure and you're Tyreek Hill, sometimes in the oddest place, you're just a target. People are trying to make money out of here any kind of way. And I'll keep saying that nobody wants to work a real nine to five. And you know what really is, you know, drives that home and proves this to me is because, again, I know everything changed post 2019, post COVID pandemic. There used to be things that are open to like 12, 11 o'clock and you can go to any city, especially this one. There's things that now close at 10, nine o'clock. And that has nothing to do about say that does because you know what we're short staffed. Nobody wants to work. We need to come up with a name with this generation, this seventeen, the sixteen, the eighteen, the ones that form these type of jobs. They need enough. We had Gen X. We need, we just lazy asses. Don't work. Unemployed generation. I don't know, but the point is, when you are a marked man like Tyreek Hill and you got money and you got this, and especially I don't know, I don't follow Tyreek Hill. I don't know how heavy he is on social media or how heavy he's not. But people will plot in some of the oddest places to get you to react. 
to get a bag. Okay? Because let me tell you something. If, if this happened on this setting and it was me, I can't swim worth a damn. And you probably wouldn't even catch me out in the middle. Of, I mean, I like to fish, but I can't swim. I, with me not even swimming, they would have had to come save my ass from drowning because he would have hit me. I would have made sure I was on the deck. I would have went overboard. They would have had to come drive to save me because I'm going to make sure I was going to get paid. Okay. And if he still asked what happened, it still would have been Kansas City. I would have almost had to be CPR because I would make sure I'm going to get your ass eight games suspension. I took one for the team up in the mountains. And that's another point of this. What happens now if he's got to serve a game suspension? What happens? I mean, I don't know what they think Tyreek's credit report is uh, with the NFL. I know he's had some situations going on in regards to personal stuff and all that kind of stuff. But if you're Miami, I mean, you got Waddle. I don't know who else they've gotten or picked up anybody new. I don't even I can't remember their draft if they got other wide receivers. But the bottom line, he's the number one wide receiver on that team. But wonder if he has to start with a two or three game suspension. Or maybe he doesn't start because he appeals, but maybe sometime in the middle of the season, he gets hit with a one or two game. Because remember, this ain't Adam Silver that's commissioning the NFL. This is Roger Dell. And Roger Goodell, this whole gambling situation has got a lot of his time, but that's why he's going to have zero tolerance for everybody else that has to go to the principal's office for foolishness. So Tyreek Hill, huh? Speaking of Miami, you know, I didn't have it on the docket, but I've been thinking about it. I, I am kind of concerned and really want to see this weight that Tua's picked up. I, I want to see if it's really going to be that good. You know, if I understand why he had to do it. I mean, I think more than him picking up weight and gaining weight, the the main thing he had to do, which I heard, he had to learn how to fall. And you and you, and then I'm not even trying to be funny because you think that that's. But if you go look at his concussions, man, it was like, man, you've never been hit before. Like it popped one eye, like you just fall. Like you don't even know how to brace your fall. Like you and your brother never fought. Well, you had to fall. Like Tua just looks like I've never touched the ground before. If they can keep him healthy and this weight doesn't affect them. While Buffalo Bills might be a locker room on the verge of being split and soiled, Miami's got a shot to win that division. Not picking divisions yet. Haven't got there yet. We've got to go through training camp. We've got to get to probably uh, a couple preseason games, and then I'll give my official picks of the division. The only one I've really been leaning towards for the last five months since the offseason, four months, has really probably been Detroit and the North. But... But I don't know if I'm willing to cement that because, you know, Packers do have some talent, man. If Jordan Love is is really, you know, they're underdogs. We haven't got a chance. I told you pretty soon on Friday we're going to talk about too early for week one lines. I've given a couple out there. Uh, but, you know, Chicago is a favorite against Green Bay, and you haven't seen that in a while. But, of course, everybody's down on Jordan Love. But if their roster, they haven't really lost – too many people, and they've got some. It really just comes down to what he could play to be, because he could be. A, they could still be a wild card to try to win that division. But I think there's a lot of cert, uncertainty note about Chicago Bears, so that's the reason why I think Detroit and the momentum that they would probably. That's the only division I've looked at that I'm for sure that you know what I'm probably gonna go with Detroit. And what do you know? They open with Kansas City on Thursday night to kick that thing off. And I'll tell you, if they found a way to go down there to Arrowhead to beat them, the hype train will be on the 10th power with them if they go on the road. And I can't remember the last Super Bowl team on ring night or banner night, I should say, 
they already had ring night. I mean, they had a big old show. They just did that again. Probably gonna have another. They probably they probably gonna have another party before the seat. They'll fi- they'll find another reason to Kansas City to throw something. Somebody gonna have a kid. Somebody gonna have his watch. It's gonna pop up in social media before we get to camp. There's gonna be another Kansas City get together. They're so bitter. I ain't bitter. I like Andy Reid. Tired of it. But I like Andy, but I just never seen this much Sam Rothstein and celebrating. I mean, you swear it's their first title. I mean, damn, you've been to three Super Bowls. But it has nothing to do with it. They just think it's easy. It's gotten too easy for them. Okay? That's going to change, though. Eventually. They're not going anywhere, but it's, the path of resistance is going to be a little bit different. But Tyreek Hill, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. 877-37-GRIND. Back to the, I mentioned it in the first hour, but back to the Sonny Michelle real quick. Yes, he's joining the Rams. He's going back to the Rams. But think about this. Look, the Rams are in cap hell. I don't think they could afford, put it this way, they couldn't afford Dalvin Cook. I'll take two guys out. They couldn't afford Dalvin Cook. And, you know what, honestly, that's it. Because according to you, Kareem Hunt isn't really anything. Which you didn't say that, but it's more of the fact of his injuries and stuff. So he can't develop. How much money can he really demand in his position? Um, who Zeke? Zeke is. I mean, you know, we could be talking all this, and then would you be surprised if Zeke ends up back with the Cowboys for cheap? I mean, in this kind of really what this has been setting up for for the whole time. Like, hey, you go out and test it. We ain't bringing you about this, and because I think there's a little part of Zeke that still. Like, I don't think it ended by them waving him or releasing him or whatever they did or, or however it went down. I don't think it's that much animosity. I think his love for Jerry and the Cowboys would allow him to go back, would allow him to go back on a cheaper deal, and he wouldn't care. Even more than, than Jerry or the team, I think it's for his, his buddy number four, Mr. Dak Prescott. I think that that's one of those things where it's that you, you tested the market, it's not there. Um, you know, okay, I'll sign a one year deal. I'm not. I wouldn't sign anything more than that if I'm Zeke, because I want to. I want to have an opportunity. Okay, you want me to put it, put, turn myself into a prove it year, and then you get to hit the ground running without looking over your shoulder too much. I like Deuce Vaughn coming out of Kansas State. Yeah. Um, but but Pollard. You know, what does he look like post-injury? How much time, if any time, does he miss, you know, coming back? Um, there, It's expected that he'll miss time. So you have an opportunity for Zeke to really kind of uh, literally hit the ground running um, and, 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 and say, hey, I still got this. And even if the Cowboys are, are ready to commit to you know, Pollard moving forward or, or just do all together moving on from Zeke or... Again, just the uncertainty around McCarthy and, and, and Dak Prescott maybe moving forward and you know, Zeke's just there on a one year. It gives him the opportunity to to you know prove it, that he still has, has it left in the tank for another team. I'm going to put my agent hat on, and I'm going to push back on you a little bit. If I'm the agent of Zeke and somebody's offering you a two-year deal, I'm going to say, hey, why don't, if, you, if you feel like, nah, man, I'm good, I'm going to do a one-year deal, I would say, hey, why don't you get a Zoom call, and why don't you get on the Zoom call with Dalvin Cook, Get on a Zoom call with Kareem Hunt and go ahead and add Barkley and go ahead and tell um, John Eckler. Eckler. Yes, Eckler would definitely be right there. He'd be the first person to connect on the Zoom. And then go talk to Jonathan Taylor. 
And that should tell you right now if some the way the running back class because that's my whole point with the Sonny Michelle even bringing up this sign. Other than that, it wouldn't even have made the docket. I brought it up to show you that lets you know right now this is about the money with the other guys. There is no way Sonny Michelle should be coming off the books. Uh, not the books, but the shelf before those other backs. But again, I say that with a grain of salt because the Rams are in cap hell. You know what's funny? Have we heard anything about them going to Aaron Donald about reconstructing his contract? Have we? He just restructured last year. Is they, there they some type of rule? And restructure. Is there a rule you can't do that consecutive years in the National Football League? I don't know. I've never heard of anything like that. But. I don't believe so, but okay. I, and I don't have his contract in front you. of me right now to see if maybe they restructured a couple years, you know, already last year. Because Matthew did, right? Didn't Matthew Stafford do his this offseason or uh, something? Last year. Last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in cap hell, man. I mean, and, and it's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Kronk, that's the price you pay to get a Super Bowl. I mean, and, and, and it happens. You know, and I think the to be honest with you, I think the real, real rebuild rebuild for them hasn't even started. And and the question I have speaking of the Rams is McVay even going to want to stick around for that? I don't think so. But we'll see how that plays out. Eight seven seven three seven grind. Uh, Shelby's checking in with his Facebook live. Says Cal take uh, Cal, you take on the new lines alternate helmets. Very European. European. Excuse me. In my opinion. Um, I haven't seen them. I know it was on the. I know they had some alternate uh, helmets they decided on. Have you taken a look at them, Jonas? Uh, yeah, and and through the Detroit News, um, the team is going to feature a Lions logo that they used in the 1960s, but never made it to the actual uniform. Um, the new helmet also includes the iconic Mustang stripes from the Ford Mustang, of course, Ford wow. and Detroit and uh, Motor City. Um, and it's going to be, you know, instead of the Mustang colors, though, it's going to be the blue and the silver of the Detroit Lions. Um, and then it's got that on there. So they're also using the logo in the team's 90th season jersey patch that'll be used this season. Huh. You know, and, and again, Make no mistake about it. I be give, I like giving credit where credit to do when it comes down to, especially when I feel like somebody's copycatting on somebody. And I will tell you straight up, as I look at this new helmet, Jonas just put it up here on the big screen. I'm going to save that take when we get back, and we'll touch on some other things as well. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. 
Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.